This is Peter. And this is Tom. And you're listening to History Teachers Talking Podcasts. All right, this is Peter Zablocki and Thomas Reska, and welcome back to our podcast. Tom, what do we got? Well, what we're looking at today is one of the biggest mysteries out there, right? I guess you can say that, or mystery of why it happened, or mystery place, but it's definitely an uh, item that people definitely heard of, an area people heard of one way or the other, and that's the Bermuda Triangle or the Devil's Triangle, as it's often also known as. Really? You know, it's funny. Yes. I did all this research for this. I never saw it. Never saw it. That's triangle. what a lot of people call it, actually the devil's triangle. It's basically this, you know, imaginary tri- tri- triangular area, right, on the western part of the North Atlantic where a lot of ships, planes allegedly disappeared over the past centuries. Um, yep. Located about the southeastern coast of the United States, more or less. Exactly. So the far left, think of it as a triangle that's kind of turned on its side to the left. And the far end corner on the left is Miami. And then the top corner. On the right is Bermuda, then in the bottom right corner is uh, Puerto Rico, right? San Juan, Puerto Rico? Yeah, and you'll see it and stuff like that, I mean, as far as if you like Google it and everything, but there's no official map that shows the boundaries of the triangle. Because, because it's official. US, and, and that's it's not official. The U.S. Board on Geographic Names and the U.S. Navy, they don't even recognize it. Nope. As something real. I guess we'll, we'll talk about that because a lot of it... It's, it's not real. It, it, <laughs> well, well, no. I mean, well, it's real. People believe it, whether or not it's actually, you know, what they say it is, stuff like that. No, probably not. But I remember hearing about it a lot when I was growing up and yeah, freaking out. I used yeah. to watch that show, like, In Search Of. And they used to always show, or like, uh, that mis- Unsolved Mysteries, right? And they used to always show, yep. like, the Bermuda Triangle. I always be freaked out and get sucked into it even though i like lived in new jersey i was gonna say <laughs> sucked into being a triangle somehow you know like where yeah, are these people yeah, going yeah. you're like oh there's ufos there not quite but although that is I one of the we, theories that is one of the theories. that is one of the well, there's a whole bunch of theories out there yeah. some are more plausible than others but then like the real plausible ones we'll get to but like this face we'll just talk about a little bit give a little bit of background information on the Bermuda triangle right. how right. it emerged and where it came from Sounds good. And by the way, you're right. Devil's Triangle is the name of the book that kind of started yes. this myth, right? Yeah, that's. That, I know I'm right. Good. You don't have to, but thank you. For oh, I know me. you're I appreciate right. It. Stop it. All right. I appreciate so it. So the, the Bermuda Triangle, that's what we are talking about today. So the Bermuda Triangle, as you said, is basically this mythical section in the Atlantic Ocean that supposedly where ships and airplanes go to, they disappear. Now, we know for a fact, because statistics don't usually lie unless they're skewed, that particular area to this day is one of the busiest areas in the Atlantic Ocean for shipping. And that's one reason why you're going to have more than accidents. Yeah. Accidents or things vanishing, right? But if you also look, not only does it have, it's a, it is a major shipping lane, but also between 1851 and 2019, you can just look at the number of storms that have passed through this area called the Bermuda Triangle because of the Gulf Stream and stuff there. It's, it, it has a lot of that, you know, the, the hot water, warm water, meat, whatever, you know, and it, it causes a lot of these storms and cyclones and stuff in that area. So that's always an issue with it, too. You have a lot of these storms. And yep. we'll get to some reporting. Some, and a lot of the reporting of the missing vessels was also false, which we'll, which we'll get to. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I guess let's, let's kind of talk about – yeah, or let's let's start with the legend, right? So the Bermuda Triangle, or Devil's Triangle, as you mentioned, it's about roughly 500,000 square miles, um, you know, off the coast of Florida. We're not, again, because it's never been designated as a specific place, we don't know exactly how many miles we're talking, but apparently Christopher Columbus sailed through this area 
uh, when he was coming to the New World. And he had supposedly, this is, you know, from yeah. some of the old saw what, like a great flame of in the sky, right? That's what yeah, he's worried like about. A meteor, a lot of right? people, yeah, probably just a meteor. And what a lot of people who support the Bermuda Triangle, see, see, it's not a modern day thing. It's been around since Columbus, but not not so. That's kind of the only one they're really talking about it. He t- he wrote about how the um or his compass got erratic during this time, right? That was interesting too, right? Because that comes up even today that. And there was an explanation for that, which we'll get into later. Yes, but. Well, it's one of the few places, we'll just get to it now, but it's well, one of the few places on Earth where true north and magnetic north actually line up. And they said, like, you know, people today would be more aware of that, or, or like scientists and geographers, they would be more aware of that. But back then, not, not necessarily as much. As much. Yeah. That the magnetic north poles kind of line up that way. So they'd be kind of like freaked out. And yeah, if you go there, your compass will kind of like start going nuts be, yeah go a little erratic just because of how, that's how it works yeah. modern day instruments it's not going to be it's not going to be an issue and most navigators would kind of be able to know what they're doing also um yeah. at, at that point well but that's kind of what you know the idea is that that's what a lot of people that believe in the bermuda triangle um iffiness kind of point to this example well, they're going to look for something to support their answer yeah like this happened here at some point right there it really doesn't garner any of public's attention until mid 20th century really oh not even yeah, mid, 19, say early yeah early 20th century the 50s 19, 1952 right well get yeah but to 1918 right? uss cyclops well you have well you're always going to have things disappearing there but when they start talking about the actual oh you're right as in like triangle, something's fishy yeah as gotcha. something something's fishy you think the cyclops right you have a couple other ones that disappear in that area too which i guess we can talk about those yeah i mean like so the very first tragedy that we know for a fact um that is mysterious enough to kind of garner this attention but again it's not really referred to as anything that deals with the bermuda triangle it's later attributed to have happened because it happened in the Bermuda Triangle. And that was in March of 1918. It was a USS Cyclops. It was a 542-foot-long Navy cargo ship. And it actually had about 300 men and 10,000 tons of um, ore on board, right? And, and it's, that's, what, that's what probably sunk it. Yep, yep, that's what the I read as well. Ore. But they said, like, the, the fact is that this ship was really high tech for its time. This is around, you know, war, war, World War One time. Time, and um, it could send out an SOS distress signal, but it didn't do so. It just kind of just went into the area, and then poof, it disappears. Right? Extensive search to this day finds no wreckage whatsoever. Um, Woodrow Wilson actually is quoted by saying, "Only God and the sea know what happened to the great ship." And then in 1941, I don't know if you saw this, two of the Cyclops' sister ships similarly vanished without trace along nearly yeah, the well, same they were route. Car- they were carrying the same stuff. Yeah, they were carrying this metal ore, and they think it was basically it was denser than what the ship was designed to carry. Yeah, and that's probably could have led to it to its sinking. But and it's yeah. not like we haven't found these ships, right? So that's well, what it is true about the Bermuda Triangle is it is one of in that area. It is some of the um, deepest spots on earth so the underwater topography of that area right yeah it goes there like slopey and then it kind of just drops off so some of the deepest treasures in the world are found in that Bermuda triangle area that's why so many of the ships or planes they probably sink to these trenches they're never going to be found that's it yeah so that's another reason why you know they're going to say oh yeah it's it's atlantis there's also the uh, well, that's the Atlantis. Well, we'll get into that, but because um, I figure we'll talk about some of the notable incidents, and then we'll go back and be like, let's explain some of this to the best of our ability. But there was also the um, HMS Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Which um, no, at least yeah, I think it was Atlanta or Atlanta. It was like spelled weirdly, but originally named HMS Juno. 
and it disappeared with their entire crew after sailing you know, from Royal Naval um, Dockyards in England. And it was presumed, same thing, that it kind of disappears in this area due to a powerful, powerful storm of, of some kind. But um, worldwide attention, this is like seven, I'm sorry, 1878. So this is even before the Cyclops. And yes, they never found yeah. it. Again, ships are going to disappear. Ships vanish. Going through this area, that's going to happen. Yep. So th there are records of it happening ahead of time. That's obviously what a lot of these pro Bermuda Triangle individuals or whatever you want to call them, all right, uh, support this theory that there's something going on there, are going to pull attention to. But the name Devil's Triangle, the name Bermuda's Triangle, really starts to catch attention in 1952, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you saw. George Stan wrote an article in this, like, American Confate magazine, which um, mm -hmm. deals with paranormal, you know, pseudoscience, whatever you want to call it. And he wrote about incidents about um, about Flight 19, which was a training was a flight deal. of, yeah. yeah, it was a big deal. Uh, you had these five torpedo bombers, planes, all went missing during a routine training mission. In 1945, they never returned. Some of the search parties that went looking for them also totally vanished, right? Yeah, but even and the article the was is, entitled See Mystery at Our Back Door, and it kind of yeah. hinted at paranormal in this area. Yeah, an interesting thing, as you mentioned, is these – this is a training mission of these five airplanes. And supposedly they went in on this training mission, as you said, and then poof, we never see again. We never see them again. But the help they sent for them was a ship. It was actually not, they didn't send yeah. any more airplanes. They sent a ship, and that ship also disappeared in the same area within this supposed triangle. And that's what this guy writes about. Yeah. And this so happens in I mean 40, 45, right? 45. 45, yeah. yeah. And then they're saying what comes out later on is that there was probably faulty um, navigation, mm -hmm. um, like planning-wise for the, for the planes anyway, they ran out of gas. Or and compasses, and the compasses might have malfunctioned. They and, saw that. Yeah, and then the ship, they think it ran into a storm. Yep. But, fishy, I know. fishy. So, so that's no what's happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had 64, Vincent Gales also writes, He he's the first one that writes about the deadly Bermuda Triangle, actually calls it that. In the in a, a pulp magazine, and then it's the he was the first to define the boundaries of the triangle. He mentioned Flight 19, a bunch of other incidents of disappearances that all fall into this pattern of strange events, and then um, became an entitled book. The article led to a book, and they named it Invisible Horizon, and that really talks about this Bermuda Triangle. That's really, I guess, pop culture wise, part of like Americana was in the was in the sixties. And you know, and in in these books, they write about other incidents as well. I mean, you talk about there's at least three passenger planes that went down in within that area, um, and so apparently, as they were coming in, they were sending in a, messages to air towers that everything's going well and then again disappeared and nothing yeah this kind of becomes something that people start start talking about specifically because it, it goes into you know pop culture at the time um, yeah it becomes even bigger than in the 70s yeah right i'm sure you saw that um when they actually um there's a book that actually published and it sold over 200 um 20 million copies excuse me a bunch of different it's made it to a movie Right. Yeah, made to a movie Bermuda Triangle. I think they show on like you know Twilight Zone, all that type of stuff. And yeah. that's when they that's when it really becomes connecting to the paranormal, the lost city of Atlantis, um, then extraterrestrial. There's aliens there, right? That yeah. sort of thing. So that's really when it that starts to explode and it becomes like big time pop culture. And um, yeah. then people are always wondering what's going. That's when you can start seeing like you can go. I know if you fly through that area because my mom had a shirt of it. Like it says, I survived the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. <laughs> you got like a t-shirt like i was like oh and as a kid i was like oh, i don't get it i thought if you fly through it you just like get sucked up and they're like my dad was like no 
That's no. not how it works. So <laughs> stop reading science fiction. Um, so. Nonetheless, right? There's and a lot of other things sort of being once this came out, people sort of looking backwards and like attributing other disappearances other things, that, yeah. like the Deering, um, Carol Deering. This was a freaky thing. It was a it was an old ship from 1919, uh, sail ship that was found aground and abandoned actually in North Carolina, and the FBI investigation you couldn't figure it out like what happened to it because yeah the ship was found aground completely empty in north carolina like nobody there and the idea was like well again this was the first red scare some people are like was it communist sabotage um and others were like no like this ship was clearly uh it, you know later on as these books came out 30 years later it was like this ship was definitely at the bermuda triangle and basically all the people that were on it disappeared and this ship just by itself made its way to North Carolina. Clearly not. You know, I, I mean, it, it could be an explanation. Why not? Right. Well, they have. Yeah. I mean, you have a whole bunch of these natural explanations, right? You're saying the compass variation we talked about, the yeah. Gulf Stream, the same, probably the most common one is, could be just human error in the area. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of times they say people get stubborn. They believe that they can ride out a storm or something like that. And, it's not really going to happen. And there's a, there's a lot of powerful, violent weather, a lot of um, hurricanes and stuff in that part of the world that's also going to lead to, you know, just shipwrecks and things of that happening. Well, there's the other one, the Connemara uh, 4 in 1955, same premise, right? The crew vanished. They found this yacht, yacht and um, it survived at sea, apparently it survived three hurricanes, but there was not a single crew member on board in 1950s. Uh, same premise. They're like, hmm. Maybe because it came from there. And then Douglas DC-3, there was a, an aircraft that um, it was a flight from San Juan, Puerto Rico to Miami. 32 people on board, never found. Um, the Civic, uh, Civil Aeronautics Board investigation found that there was insufficient information. Although those planes are kind of not so reliable. Um, History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. I'm gonna do a yeah, plug I think they here. were also. They said they, they had them like <laughs> operating at like the the limit of their like abilities. Yeah, and you know, they, these were terrible. Like I, I mean, pushing I wrote... them as, as as best they could. You know, yeah. kind of again, human error. Like you're you're pushing something yeah. to its brink, and then something can happen. Especially, Plus, you know, in, in an area like that. I um in the newest book I wrote, there's a plug, um, Terror over Elizabeth, I wrote about airplane crashes. And one of the airplane crashes that happened around this very same time, actually, within two years, over in New Jersey, was 
um, a DC-3 plane. And it was referred to as Flying Coffin because apparently it crashed so much. That's, so uh, that's that might have something to do with it, right? Imagine getting that's on that yeah, plane. That's what it does. Yeah, <laughs> the Flying Coffin. Yeah, it's definitely a plane you want to nice. jump on board. Nice. All right, so let's um, let's talk about some natural explanations here. And then maybe we'll talk about some... You know, we'll talk about natural and then paranormal. I mean, we, which one you want to hit up first? And then I'm thinking... I think we kind of talked... We talked about some of the natural ones, right? I guess let's get to some of the... Uh, well, we did well, mention compass variations, right? Because of the magnetic compass. Pulse. We talked about the weather, human error, right? There was one other There was one other one that I saw a lot, which was um, something well, to do with... Well, the Gulfstream was kind of cool. The Gulfstream, yeah. Well, I, we mentioned that briefly, but if you want to... Yeah. I basically just saying that... Go ahead. It's just because it, just I found it fascinating looking into it. It's basically a surface current that's driven by this circulation that originates in the Gulf of Mexico. So it, as it kind of builds up in the Gulf of Mexico, it then flows out of the Gulf back into the Atlantic Ocean uh, through like the Straits of Florida. And essentially it's described as like a river within an ocean. And it like just yeah, it's gonna push all carries things, yeah. floating objects, right? Oftentimes this leads to a lot of different ships having issues, having trouble because of how quickly this current carries them and they said that this happens right through this supposed bermuda triangle which i thought was kind of cool yeah paranormal there's some cool ones in here i, I guess we could talk well, about one of natural one that i think um is interesting is the um the methane hydrates did you see these nope it's this form of natural gas right there's a lot of it in that area and it creates these um because of the continental shells and stuff in the area and they did actually these experiments carried out in australia have proven that um if this happens, it can actually they've done it on scale models, and I believe it can probably happen on a large level too. It changes the destiny of the water. They call them almost like mud volcanoes. You have these methane eruptions, mm. and it produces this like frothy water, and the water is no longer capable of like allowing the ships to be buoyant. So okay. if this case, if this happens in, in like a really large area and the ship is stuck in it, it's just going to drop. It's just going to sink very rapidly and without warning. Like I said, they've done this in a laboratory. They haven't actually seen it happen naturally. Right, but they know it can based on the levels and stuff like that. So that anything that like would anything that was floating on it is no longer buoyant because the water doesn't support it anymore because of all this like froth and the gas and it just drops. Wow. So that would that's be something, cool. you know. But then that kind of goes into paranormal because then people also say, well, yeah, that's because that's like a Atlantean defense. Right, so yeah, let's get into it because that's a big so, one. Yeah, the mythical lost continent of Atlantis. Um, yeah, why not? Go ahead. All right, so. A lot of these do with the flat earth, right? I think right that is in there. Um, So a lot of the supernatural concepts kind of try to explain these events, look into plethora of different things, but a lot of them kind of tie back to this mythical lost continent, right? Of Atlantis. And the story is actually connected through the submerged rock formation that was found called the Bimini road, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Bimini road, right? Um, or the Bimini Wall. It's basically an underwater rock formation near yeah. North Bimini Island on the Bahamas. And the road consists, there. Okay. yeah, and it consists of about like half a mile long northeast southwest linear feature, right? Uh, rectangular sub kind of rectangular limestone blocks, and people believe that that is proof that that road, this Bimini Road in the Bahamas, was the location of this mythical city of Atlantis. And therefore, the idea is that what's happening in the Bermuda Triangle is you're actually above the sunken Atlantis. So therefore, there is like that, you know, supernatural stuff war, going on, yeah. Right? Um, what else do you have in there? 
Well, you have uh, well, we have obviously everything. What if we talk about Atlantis? You have the idea that it's a hotbed for um, aliens. Yeah, I did see that, that one. Something UFO related, extra, right? Extraterrestrial area over there that it's like a um, well, a whole bunch of things. It's like a meeting point, or that it's just a spot because again, they tie that in with Atlantis also being like, well, the aliens are visiting Atlantis because they. They used to visit Atlantis where it was above the water, so they're still going to Atlantis under the water, right? And all the other yeah. stuff. And because, you know, they say that if you look up, it's, it, it does have a, a very high um, rate in that area, they said, of reported UFOs. They're just unidentified, you know, flying objects and stuff like that. But yep. obviously, that's a Watch if you read up on little, it. Little green men there, but that's a yeah. big thing you're seeing there, too. Then you have no, the oh, go ahead, go ahead with that. No, so I'm saying I've, I've, I've read everything from like sea monsters, time warps, okay, reverse yeah, gravity warps. fields. There's the idea that it's transporting people to like another dimension when you're flying through that. You're going to an alternate reality. It's like a ripple in time type of thing. What was that movie, uh, the Pearl Harbor movie, where they get sucked into the Philadelphia the experiment, right, or something like that? No, they get sucked. It wasn't that. They get sucked into maybe they get sucked into the Bermuda Triangle and they come out like on the eve of Pearl Harbor with the yeah. United no, I think States. It's like the Philadelphia. Oh, that was quite a movie. It's and they're like, there's that big dilemma: like, will they change the course of history or not? Because they have, you know, obviously modern, you know, weapons on this. Yeah, and they have the knowledge. What do you do? Oh, man. I actually like that movie. That was a pretty cool movie. One of those, like, Saturday morning Channel 11 movies. Yeah, it was just there. Yeah, threw it together. All right. have so, some actors in it, though. Anyway. It did. It did. From what I remember, I, I think one of the Sheens was in there. I might have been the yeah. father. Yeah, I think you're right. Bermuda Triangle, just so we're on the same page. Although it does have all these storms and all that stuff, United States Coast Guard basically says it is not by any means any more hazardous of a place than any other place in the world when it comes to oceans. And they also said that in review, and this is quoting U.S. Coast Guard, in a review of many aircraft and vessel losses in the area over the years, there has been nothing discovered that would indicate that casualties were the result of anything other than physical causes. No yeah, extraordinary factors have been identified. There's been a whole bunch of different like reports. And I think one came out even 2013 saying that, yeah, like a lot of these reports were probably um, – like they reported a lot of missing vessels, but then they didn't report if any of the vessels were found, like as far as like they did come back to port and mm-hmm. okay and stuff like that. That um, there were a lot of references where they said, oh, this person died when actually no, they didn't. Yeah. Um, that a lot of times they said there wasn't a storm. It was clear weather. That's not true. Like even Flight 19 – with those Avengers, they said that you know it was a it was a clear day, and if you look back at the flight conditions, no, it wasn't. They said the weather was actually very bad, and there were forty nine foot waves going on in that area re- reported. Jeez, so like, obviously, forty nine foot waves, yeah. The, like, the, so there was a lot of crazy weather and stuff like that going on. Oh my god, actually, Dude, I can't um, imagine it. Yeah, so they have all of these. They have all of these things. You have people that you know will go down there and 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 look for the scuba divers that go in that general area and they say that it's all normal down there there's nothing different there's no atlantis down there there's no ufos and stuff like that so you know that's just some of the things that are out there but um yeah they've actually come out and said it's basically just a modern day myth right kind of like a lot of the authors wrote about it kind of became sensationalized um you know there were these tragedies there people definitely died there but it's not any more than what there is anywhere else in the world where you're having this like Basically, because you said before, Pete, it's just like a ship, a lot of shipping lanes. There's a lot of stuff going yeah. on there. Absolutely. Kind of, kind of, kind of is a little bit depressing. So I remember this was like this big deal when I was growing up. I remember being like a little obsessed with the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle to a certain degree, like <laughs> fear wise. And now I'm like, oh, there's really like nothing there. And now you're like, dang it. It's only going to be like a 25 minute podcast episode. Yeah. It's like the extent of what I can do for <laughs> like, the more, more. My, my childhood uh, fears. <laughs> the, um, 
you know, and, and also why it's actually been in your childhood fears. If you start looking at Bermuda Triangle through pop culture, you know, I started looking it up, and I mean, especially in the seventies when his sixties and seventies when his book came out, and this that was when it was the biggest thing. Although we weren't born yet, I guess it transferred over to the eighties. But Fleetwood Max, um, Bermuda Triangle, nineteen seventy four. That's right. Their uh, ninth album um, has a song that's that's called Bermuda Triangle. Then you have Barry Manilow saying Bermuda Triangle. I uh, was apparently a big hit in Europe. Um, it, at one point, it goes like, if you go to like Bermuda Triangle with your lady, she might disappear with another dude. And, you know, like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, there was an ABC TV movie um, starring Kim Novak as the sole survivor that was found aboard this like spooky ship that apparently came from um, the Bermuda Triangle. Then you have Airport 77, a disaster movie from the 70s. There's a lot of disaster movies from this. You know, we should do a podcast. Yeah, that's what they, that's what they disaster did. movies yeah, from the 1970s. Earth, earthquake, the Towering Inferno, all those yeah, types of Poseidon Adventure. I mean, geez. This one had a Airport 77 had like Jimmy Stewart, Jack Lemmon, Christopher Lee, Olivia. De- I mean, there's. Like I look into this, like everyone's in this movie, and actually a lot of these disaster movies had everyone in them. <laughs> yeah, so they did it like an ensemble cast, yeah. Crazy. Um, then you have the Bermuda Triangle Game by Milton Bradley in 1974. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> you move like plastic children's. ships. I know you move like plastic ships across the board, um, in like this like f- fog cloud. Um, it, it's basically it's like you try your best not to foul up everyone's voyage. It's it's cr- pretty interesting. Um, but apparently it has really cool game art like on the box. So I need to look into this, but just to show you how like big this was. And even, so this makes sense. Bermuda triangle game for Atari 2600 from 1982. And it says like the premise is that beneath the Bermuda triangle lies a lost city filled with treasures that you and your trusty mini sub must gather to bring to surface. But you have to be aware of like the giant squid and apparently like the hungry shark and explosive and like rival ships and you know, everything else. But Crazy. And then there was a Scooby-Doo episode, the creepy tangle oh, sure. was, in their Scooby-Doo Bermuda Triangle. All those shows had episodes and stuff like that, I remember. So. Like, something going through there and things like that. And but that makes sense, like, why we stuff. are so, like, why we remember it as being so, like, mysterious. Because it's part of, yeah, we were kids. Atari and Scooby-Doo, man. And even Wonder Woman. Pop culture. And then was, that was it. Wonder Woman it, show. Yeah. Bermuda Triangle Crisis, 1977. Anyway. That's all I got. Do it. Um, what do you think? Do you think it's just a bunch of uh, folklore and just, you know, modern day myths? Or do you think there's something to it? You think there's the aliens there? I know, you know, you think the world is flat. So um, Yeah, I totally think the world is flat. I don't know. I just threw it out there, guys. I'm sorry. I know. Seriously, what? I'm going to totally destroy your, your, uh, your, your, your author career now. My credibility here. What are you doing, man? <laughs> no, he is not a flat, flat earther. He is not a flat earther. Is that a thing? Are people he called flat earthers? He, he just believes in Bigfoot. That's all. Wait, hold up. Um, there's people. There's a term like flat earthers. You never heard of flat earthers before? No one yeah. can believe that. Yes, there are a lot of people. We're gonna get. Although, if you, you know, if what? you don't edit this out of the podcast, there are gonna be people that are gonna email us about it. You think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't know there's people. That, I mean, then again, there's people that believe the Holocaust never happened, and so, they exist. So I guess people believe anything. You're right. I guess someone that believes that Earth is flat, maybe that's that's a thing too. Well, I'm not one of those people. Just just saying. Just throwing that out there. Um, and you train of thought, bro. You just totally killed it. I forgot what I was going to say. And you weren't paying attention either because you just wanted to get your pun in. See? So you, you, don't even, you can't even remember. No, I was paying attention. We were talking, you said, is there anything else? I, mean, I was asking you if you believe. Oh, see? That's, that's all right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So the answer is 
I don't know. I don't really think about it that much. I mean, I think there's a lot of mysterious things in this world that cannot really be explained with logic. And therefore, because of that, they kind of breed some supernatural explanations. But I'm not here to judge if someone believes well, people that. want to know. They want, and people want to know, like, the answer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they want to know, all right, what happened, what happened, what happened. And, you know, there's the answer. Some of these things you're just not going to know. Like, if you weren't there, you're just, you know, it's one of those mysteries that, like, you're just not going to know. These ships, you know, there's weather patterns. There's whoever knows what else going on. You know, the aliens or Atlantis is a bit far-fetched, obviously. Right. Well, that's it, guys, for our short podcast on the Bermuda Triangle. So uh, thank you once more for tuning in every week. We appreciate it. If you need to find us, you can find us at www.historyteacherstalkingpodcast.com. Please feel free to leave, leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We do greatly appreciate those. And I hope you guys have an amazing week. See you next week. Stay safe, everybody. I hope everyone enjoyed our podcast, and if you would like to email us, you can do so at historyteacherspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of the new Medal of Honor podcast from Evergreen Podcasts, brought to you in partnership with the National Medal of Honor Museum. In each three-minute episode, we'll learn about a different service member who distinguished him or herself through an act of valor. We'll include stories from the Civil War to Iraq and Afghanistan, and from all branches of the military. We'll talk about service members who were overlooked for the medal at first due to their race or religion, and about those who were celebrated at the time. We'll hear stories of soldiers like Audie Murphy, future Hollywood star who mounted a burning tank to hold off German infantry in World War II, and people like Dr. Mary Edwards Walker, a Civil War Army doctor and the only woman to receive the Medal of Honor so far. Learn about these heroes and more wherever you get your podcasts.